Welcome to another episode of That's What They Said, a podcast where we question the questionable lyrics of your favorite song, Serena Morales with Scott Spinelli talking LFO Summer Girls. Mm, 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 mm. This is like <laughs> this is like brunch for white boys. <laughs> oh, that's a, wow. <laughs> That's a great line. That really is. You want to just end it there? And that's it. Another episode. <laughs> but do you books. do you know what this? I just learned this now. Do you know what LFO stands for? Light funky ones. Yeah. Light spelled L Y T. Yeah. Let me just say. Let's just start here with this podcast. <laughs> I didn't think I could hate this song or group anymore. Finding that out just got me to another level. I'm at another level now. I hate. Uh, I hate. Light, funky ones. It's as if they were created in a lab to be hated. You know what I mean? Like, everything about them. <laughs> like, is, why, why would you, why did you need to write light cool? I mean, it's already funky. It's already a... Maybe they're MC Light fans. Who knows? I, I, I this is, go ahead. Come on. No, just go. <laughs> just Al, take us to the... For inter- those... Didn't know and hated the song prior. I mean, everyone knew the song. It's one of those songs you heard yeah. on repeat growing up. Uh, Summer Girls was released June 29, 1999, as the lead single of their debut album. Mm-hmm. The song peaked at number three on the U.S. Billboard 100. Um, and but the thing, the thing about this song, I give props to. It was written by one of the band members. The main guy. And yeah, so I think it, the main guy wrote it. Yeah. Rich, right. Yeah. My name was Rich. You, rest you know, rest in peace, by the way, of rest, course. Yes, two of them. Two of the band members. Only two? One, oh, I didn't know that. There's only one light, yeah. funky one left. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one light, funky one. <laughs> He's the one of the LF. One. He is just... It's just... Oh, it's not LF anymore. It's just one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you know that this was um that they like use samples of more than words in the song no what, like, what do you mean what do you mean like they sampled extreme you know the song um by extreme more than words oh no. oh no no no. i thought i didn't know that oh sorry i misunderstood what you meant yeah yeah no i did not know that no sorry well that's a fact <laughs> yeah i thought what you were gonna say was did you know that this song was apparently written as like a demo and that's why oh. the lyrics were so stupid like, I saw that on Wikipedia, yeah. so I went looking around for it. And apparently, it, again, who knows? Because these lyrics, quite frankly, they're so intentionally stupid uh, that it, it would be hard to fathom that somebody didn't do this tongue-in-cheek. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, some of these lyrics, I, <laughs> you know, like they're hard to pick apart because they're so dumb. It's just like making fun of, like, a, you know, like a six-year-old who doesn't understand something that, like, they clearly shouldn't understand. You know what yes. I mean? Like, yeah, no, no shit. They don't get what's going on here. And same with this. Like, these lyrics are intentionally stupid. Do, wait, um, this might be very East Coast biased, but sure. do you remember on Z100, every time during the winter, they would do Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, to me, the mash of just... Yes, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Just a mashup of like, what the... Mm, did you just... I don't know what just happened, but... Adam Sandler is a comedian. Exactly. It had that same thing of like non sequitur lines that Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. randomly seem to come out of nowhere, as a non sequitur does, I guess. Um, (laughs) Those light, funky ones. They're they're light and funky. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's a literal thing. Light, funky, one person. That's what it is. 
Yeah. That's it. But seriously, rest That's in peace it. to the other two, though. Um, Please. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I. you know what struck me about this song, to get into the lyrics a little bit, is that yeah. how badly the whole, um, uh, the Abercrombie and Fitch element of it aged. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. That was like a status symbol back then, right? That was cool yeah. to wear that. And now, if you said, I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch, it's like, so you mean you like racists, is what you're saying, right? Like, <laughs> I know they've changed. I know they've since changed their branding, but like, you, I don't know if you saw that Netflix documentary about it, but like, I'm pointing at it like, you know, on my TV, that's where it's located. Um, but di right, did you see that where they basically, yeah. they, had a, they had a real problem for a while where they needed to completely revamp their image because apparently, well, yeah. The, the light funky ones were from Boston or from the Massachusetts sure. state area. And in the music video, you might, you could allude to the fact that there are no people of color in this, this song. That's true. But I would also add to their credit, the, the women and men in that group, in that video, none of them are, there are some like model looking people, but a lot of the models are regular looking people. Like they, oh, okay. I didn't think I didn't look at it. You know, sometimes you look in these videos and you're like, all right, every one of you is smoke, male, female, mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Even the grandparents yeah. are hot. It's like just <laughs> everyone's sexy. Like in this case, it was like, yeah, these are good looking people. There's no ugly people here, but like they're all, they, they all felt very regular when I rewatched it. Yeah, that's fair. And some they of them were Abercrombie. Yeah. And they felt, they felt age appropriate as well. Like they looked young, but in a good way, like because the, the, the kids were young, they're all relatively kids. So yeah. it felt like, okay, these are not 29-year-olds pretending to be 17. That's fair. That's, which is, and which helped because this was a time when you had the, the Backstreet Boys, the NSYNCs, and all the boy bands, who, by the way, LFO apparently fought to be a boy band. They were like, no, 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 we don't want to be a boy band. We're a hip-hop, rap, yeah, I mean, pop I'm, group. That's disgraceful to the art form that they even thought that, but... They did have a second single, which I looked up. Um, and if you if you listen to it, hold on, I'll find it right now. Um, it is called. Oh, oh um, the, with the 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 actor was in it. She and Jennifer. They had another song. Uh, I know. I well, what's Jennifer? Who? Well, he was dating Jennifer Love Hewitt. At oh, one point. he did. He yes. dated her. Oh, which okay. is that's so I mean, incredible. Yeah, but uh, oh. I mean, the, I mean, this guy. I mean, imagine him. He probably watched her on some show, right? And then he becomes yeah. famous. And like, just to go yeah. from there to... Anyway, their second album, Life is Good, which was ironic because it was the last album they ever had. So I guess life wasn't that good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I'm looking at it. So every other time is the single. How about this? And I have to, when we're done, I will go and listen to this. Okay. They have a track on there with De La Soul, and they also have a track on there with MOP. I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be done with this podcast recording so that I can go listen to an LFO MOP song. I mean, what? I know. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. How did they get there? I, there that must be, like, there is no way that the guys from MOP were like, mm, that shit's yeah. hot. We got to get on That's that. You know, they, they, make it, they had them Shakespeare sonnets yeah. line. That's what got me. Yeah, Billy Shakespeare, no. kid. Like, <laughs> it must have been a label thing where, like, they were like, you yeah. have to be on this record. We will pay you double your normal uh, appearance fee. Like, there's no way De La Soul, like, a venerated hit. No These way. These are two legit, like, all-time hip-hop groups. 
They don't need to do anything. No, they're not just, just guesting on LFO records. I mean, like think about how not. long it took Justin Timberlake to convince people that he wasn't like a poser, right? You're right. And, a long time. Yeah. And people still think he is in some in some circles. Like You LF, think so now? No. Nah, I think there's, I think there's nah. a group of people that think of him, maybe not as a poser, but as a um uh, as someone who's like stealing the art form. What's the term for that? When uh when what is it that white people do all the time? What's the word I'm uh, when you take culture? What a brunch. Yeah. <laughs> Mad libs. Uh, no. Uh, for cult, when you when you when you take someone's culture, assimilate, assimilate. No, not assimilate. You. Oh, that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> appropriate. Appropriate. That's it. That's it. I think people think that he appropriates. That's what I've heard. That's fair. Some people appropriate. Some people assimilate. Speaking of assimilation, oh to go back to Abercrombie and Fitch. Yes. Uh, you grew up in the Bronx. Uh, you know, yeah. not it wasn't all white there. Did mm -hmm. were people rocking A and F constantly there, or was that not a th brand? Was it more American Eagle? What was the brand? Oh man! Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I I mean, the Bronx really held very specific. It was like the Tims. Yeah. On yeah, a, yeah. a white baggy T-shirt that you could buy anywhere off of Jerome Avenue. Oh yeah. And and VIM was the spot to go to. Yeah. So Abercrombie was not cool for you. No, I didn't relate to the song. That's and what it's I mean. Because it played all the time, and I was like, "What are they even wearing? I don't know any of this." At, this but I, cool. And I grew they up in a very happy. I grew up in a super white area. Like people wore Abercrombie and Fitch a lot. So that's why oh. to go back to the song. That's why I was saying like it's interesting to me how like back when we were kids and the song was out. If you were in that world, it was a desirable thing. If you were not in that world, you're like, what the. What is that? Who cares about Abercrombie and Fitch? Now and it's... I tried to assimilate, and they tried to appropriate. Yes, yes, <laughs> that's exactly. Again, we could just end here if you want. I mean, it's over. <laughs> well, it's funny because the one surviving member of LFO, mm -hmm. he said in an Esquire piece written about him. What did he and get hit by somebody driving an Esquire truck? Why were they writing about him? I don't know, but it there was a, there was an article, and I pulled this quote out. Some people say it doesn't make sense. I say it may not make sense, but it did make dollars, and that was the that oh, really woof, woof. But it did. It went platinum in a time when Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. I mean, nineteen ninety nine was the bangers all coming out. TRL, like mm -hmm. you. You had to be good if you were trying to make it on that list. Oh, this song was popular, no question about it. What was Very the popular. what was the Billboard re information? Did you give the Billboard? It was number three. Number three. How long did it, it stay? Do you know? It it, uh, it peaked at number three on uh, the week of August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it, it, I mean, a couple months after. Uh, yeah, this song was a yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, obviously, like I, it was. Yeah, all right. So you want to get into some lyrics here? Or what? Yeah. yeah, now that we're yeah. almost done, let's do some lyrics. Now let me marinate it a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, you go first. Honestly, yeah. The reason that the song stuck out to me, I was uh, driving, the song came on the radio, and I was like, wow, I haven't heard this song in a very long time. Yeah, I'd like to know what radio and station you're listening to. K Rock out here. Okay. <laughs> and I listen to K Rock because my buddy is the radio host. Like, he does the morning drive. Humble, humble brag over here. Okay. Well, there was a reason I was listening to it yeah. more than anything else. And I was like, otherwise people would be like, wait, you're not listening to like reggaeton? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> but I don't know. 
whatever it is. I don't listen to the radio, but I do listen to K-Rock because of Kevin Klein. All I have to say, they're playing the song and the the lyric Chinese food makes me sick. Yeah. I could not I was like, hold on a second. What in the world? I repeated that lyric so many times. One, love Chinese food. Two, um, for all the Asian Americans who didn't have enough going on for them, yeah. now we got to shit on their food. Yes. Not fair. Like, just Not keep fair. it to yourself. Yeah. I don't like bologna. I can't spell it, nor can I eat it. And I don't talk about that publicly. Yeah, I you also, go and tell all of Chinese food makes you sick. Like, for instance, you saying you don't like bologna, that's one type of cured meat. You don't dislike <laughs> all meats. You know what I mean? Like, there's not I mean, one, I, he, there's an entire culture of food that he says, all of it makes me sick. Also, Chinese food I feel like is universally delicious. It's not like we're making him have Szechuan food with the peppercorns and all that. You know what I mean? Right? Like, Yeah. It's such a like – you could go so many ways with Chinese food. Well, so just here, let me generically ask you this. stamp on. The American gen- generic Chinese food, like a General Tso's or orange chicken, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. – unless you are intolerant of what's in it for whatever reason, how could you not like it? It's sweet right. – fried uh, fake chicken you know what i mean like what's not to like right i was more of like a chicken and broccoli kind of girl myself b yeah i'm see i'm a -hmm. a snob i I have to have like the szechuan stuff now i like the real stuff that being said an egg roll holler at yeah boy because i could have a a gazillion of them like yeah who in the world like this song just became even more like i couldn't relate any more or any less really to this song I don't know what Abercrombie and Fitch, and I love Chinese food. <laughs> Let's make us more white. Let's make us more white. My my main th- okay. So a couple of things for me were um, I I where I like two things that um really <laughs> stuck out to me were the weird historical references. Yes, I knew you were gonna take these. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Billy Shakespeare. <laughs> wrote a whole bunch of sonnets (laughs) see normally this is where i would replace the lyric but i love hearing you do it so i I can't take that out (laughs) and then also the other one that it's i so the billy shakespeare one everybody knows the other part that's like he sort of like slips it in and is really bizarre is there was a good man named paul revere what the hell does that mean (laughs) one Paul Revere historically did a good thing, I suppose, depending on whose side you're on. Two, I mean, what if Paul Revere was actually a douchebag in real life, cheated on his wife, complete a-hole, had a baby mama on the side? I mean, that would be a better song. Yes. Don't go just throwing out general, you didn't even pay attention in history class. All you know. (laughs) Yeah, at least the Billy Shakespeare thing is accurate. He did write a whole bunch of sonnets. Facts. Yeah, that's a fact. (laughs) Those are facts. He wrote a bunch of sonnets. Do we want to get caught up on the number of sonnets? Maybe not. But Paul Revere, like, at least say something like, there was, was a, a good man who rode a horse or something like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Bring in the horse. Bring in the British are coming. Anything. Uh, th- there was a good man named Paul Revere. Like, the only thing is that, so I did look this up. That may have been a reference to the BC Boys song about Paul Re- called Paul Revere. But because there is a lot of, like, we like hip-hop references in here. There's an Eric B., um, okay. There's like uh, the, there's an Eric B and Rakim uh, nod to the Eric B for mm-hmm. president or whatever that right like so there's stuff like that in there but like if that's the case 
you're not the Beastie Boys. You're not a hip hop group, no matter how much you say you are. You suck is what you do. And like, you know, like, I, yeah, I was not, I wasn't, this, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. I'm sorry. No, the, the one about Billy Shakespeare to me that came up like, okay, your teacher calls on you. Hey, what's the answer to this question? Uh, Rich? And he goes, Billy Shakespeare wrote a whole bunch of sonnets. That's correct. You can go back to sleep yeah. now. Like that to me. That's all he knows. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah, uh, Billy Shakespeare. All right. Well, Just, to that point, I mean, the fact that he compares the color purple to macaroni and cheese might be the most uh, offensive thing about this song. I mean, that's a serious novel. And he is saying, yeah, it's, I like it like I like mac and cheese. Like, little offensive. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like comparing Anne Frank's diary to mac and cheese. You know what I mean? Like it's not the yeah, exact same yeah. thing, but just like this is a very serious, uh, you know, uh, important book. And this guy's like eh, macaroni yeah. and uh, lactose. You know, like <laughs> clown. <laughs> this is you are a real light, funky one. It's a problem. Um, and just in general, they're I mean they're so they're so white. Scott. That's what they should be. They should be WFO, the white funky ones. WNFO, white non-funky ones. The reality is, is that they're not that light. I mean, I guess they're light-skinned, <laughs> I suppose, but uh, they're not that light in terms of their their weight. They're normal-sized people. They're not funky, and there was I'm calling them ones is the only true part about their group. They should just be O. Oh, that's it. I just want to. I just want to say as we're getting near the end here. I hate that you suggested this song, and I want every one of our listeners to know that this was your pick and not mine. I hate this song. I hate it. <laughs> well, that's good. We're going to wrap it there. Um, there's really nothing else to say about it other than it's not a great song. It was catchy. I never related to it. Scott, who is a white man, also hates it. So whoever it hit, again, those men who brunch, Shout out to you guys who at least have one song to listen to every Sunday. Pinkies up. That's another episode <laughs> in the books. We'll see you next time. <laughs>